0: it's more the mobility. It's the foundation training that I use. It's, you know, and, and then there's days when you can't just physically get out on your bike and do the work. And so that might be a good day to do some split squats and, um, you know, some of our intense gym work because some days we just can't, you know, we're too busy. Our life gets in the way of our training. Welcome to the Beck
1: and Siri show.
0: And here at Team Series Tri Club, it's not just about swim, bike, run. It's about who you become. On our show, we don't just talk to you about swimming, cycling, and running.
1: We talk about mindset. We talk about fearless authenticity and being your very best self.
0: Hi came here from Team Series. This week on the show, we've got Erin Carson, strength and conditioning coach, professional triathletes like Miranda Carfrey and Tim O'Donnell. You can learn more about Erin on her website, ecfitstrength.com. Quick apology for some of the audio quality at the beginning, but it does get better, so it's definitely worth listening all the way through.
1: All right, here I am. Okay, so let's get this started. First of all, I want to say thank you, Erin, for being here today, for your time. We truly appreciate it. And I think most yeah. of you know Erin, but for those of you who might not know who she is, she's one of the most amazing, greatest, knowledgeable endurance strength coaches that there is. She's based in Boulder and she actually trains some of the best, you know, Olympian athletes and world champ athletes. Uh, And she's a co-owner in Rally Sports, also in Boulder. So if you guys are ever around the area, definitely go check it out. And the other thing is Easy Fit. That's where you can find her workouts, which I think most of us do already. (laughs) But if you haven't downloaded the app, I highly recommend it. Just because from personal experience, since I started implementing the workouts that Erin has been giving, uh, especially during this last couple months, like I've noticed the difference and they are absolutely amazing. So yay. Welcome, Erin. Thanks, guys. Yay. Oh, you know what else? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, we can hear you.
0: Okay, because I could get my AirPods too. Sometimes that works a little bit better.
1: Yeah, so uh, do you wanna go ahead and share something before we get, we begin with questions, or do you wanna jump straight to the questions?
0: Yeah, no, I'll, I'll say a little something. First of all, so happy to be here with all of you guys. Too serious, you guys are rock stars and such wonderful anchors with uh, MC and with Beck and and just so many blessings with Siri, um, healing and being cancer free and and what a wonderful week that is for sure because um, I've known Sue for a long time I don't know if you guys know this but she worked at rally sport before she was famous and she taught spinning for us and worked in a cafe but she's always been such a bright light and it's just been you know if somebody was going to get cancer we all are going to say why why not us, you know, and Siri Lindley is such a fighter and leader. And so, you know, having her and Becca as anchors of this group is, is amazing. So um, I'm stoked that they're my friends. So, um, yeah, you know, my biggest jam is is not only keeping people super healthy, because I think especially through COVID, and all you guys hang with me a little bit over on my channel as well, but through covid Um, performance has really taken a back seat and health has really taken the front seat. So I have pillars of performance that I've always talked about and, and that we as a group, you know, we love talking about running faster and, and getting on the podium and, and with all of the things that we're all going through, I actually put health, just overall health, like how are we, how are we sleeping? How are our friendships? How is our overall Journey going, and you know this the strength and conditioning stuff and the mobility and the stability and the flexibility and the tissue care and and all of the things that I love to do professionally have have really become really ingrained in this overlying um, theme of happiness and friendships and and that kind of stuff so I definitely want to talk about performance and I want to talk about how I can help you guys um, a great triathlon journey but I know that you're kind of with me on that um, that feeling of uh, of what's really important and somebody uh, the one the first question that I'll I'll dig into um, somebody asked me a question on the Facebook page um, what are the pros doing during this time and You know, we have all experienced, and and most of my athletes, um, I get to see in person, but a lot of them, they're at home. And, you know, um, Taylor Nib should be in the Olympics tomorrow um, as a U.S. Olympian. Matt McElroy should be, it should have done his race today in Tokyo um, Tio and Rennie should be definitely leaving right about now to head to Kansas for their, their training camp leading into, um, uh, I'm training a couple of athletes, uh, via Zoom in South Africa and they're stuck in South Africa and they should be in Boulder at their training camp here. And that's Kyle Buckingham and, and Natia Van Heerden and, and, you know, I just think that the pros right now, although they are professional athletes, they're dealing with a lot of sadness and of loss, just like a lot of us. And you know, they they have been amazing troopers with regards to their focus on their training and just being professionals and trying to be happy. But for the most part, um, they're they're experiencing a lot of loss and a lot of sadness as well. And they're just starting. It. I'm feeling it now that they are um, that things are heavy for them and that they're feeling, uh, like they're ready for, they're ready to race, you know, they're ready to go do what they were born and wanted to do. So we've been doing full periodized cycles of training, um, like doing little time trials. So we'll, we'll do some test lead ins. Um, so we're testing a lot of different things because everybody's different and there's not one way to do anything like just because Rini does something and it works for Rini doesn't mean that it will work for me or, or Janet or Anna, you know, it'll, it, it really is finding out where the magic is um, for each one of them. So it's been a good testing time. And then some of them just don't even want to do anything. They just rest. And To is the worst. He's like, he doesn't ever want to work out. He'll, he'll go do his bike rides and, and, he'll do the fun stuff but for the most part when you have a a almost three-year-old you're just constantly entertained by izzy so hopefully you guys get to see some of the videos on the tim and rennie show and stuff because she is a crack up
1: i mean honestly i feel like that's motivating knowing that he's like a world champion and he's still like is like nah, whatever i don't want to do this workout yeah yeah so it, it is quite motivating so thank you for sharing that I love it. Um, so- yeah, so
0: I, I really think I really think some of the most valuable things we can do right now is elongate our careers by by resting and learning what rest is really about and healing. The other thing is none of my athletes are injured right now. You know, they they all feel just revved up and ready to go. It's it's really been an amazing period where you start to figure out that all of the the training and the traveling and the lack of nutrition and the lack of sleep that goes along all of this length, um, in their profession and, and even for us to an extent, you know, those of you that sometimes travel for work and you're not traveling right now. So, you know, your hydration's better, your sleep is better. <laughs> Hopefully you're really taking care of those and feeling healthy.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's it's good to know that um, you know, even like professional athletes, like we might think that it's easier for them, but I think like, it's the other way around because this is their profession. So, um, I do feel like, um, it's important to know, you know, how they're handling this because, um, it just gives a, gives us some hope and better understanding on what things we can be focusing on. Uh, and I actually went ahead and wrote all the questions so, um, I can just read them to you so you don't have to, uh, yeah, let's do it. So one of the other questions is, what equipment do you recommend a triathlete have at home for strength training? Well, the classic
0: answer is it depends. You first need to figure out what you need. And I know that you have a tremendous amount of really, a really deep, deep athletic background. It, it really does depend. And I, I would be happy to, to do a little bit of an evaluation for everybody. So I'll go through really quick. If you are on the podium or in the top 20 in your age group and you're under 40, you could probably, as long as you're injury free, you would definitely want to be um, focusing on mobility. You want to focus on optimizing your movement and making sure that you have great coaching so that you are getting stronger and faster on the bike little by little. Um, But my job for a top 20 performer is typically to help you move better. So I have categories um, in the on On Demand app that are lift programs and strength programs. And I would skew that athlete more towards a lift program lighter weight more mobility and not higher reps just using uh, moderate loading strategies to enhance movement and that is why i use the viper a lot those of you that that follow me a little bit and i use those weighted tubes and we do a lot of movement moving um moving the 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 load into landings and and it's more of a springy kind of kind of uh, strategy around strength. And, but, but I would probably still do, you know, 25 to 30% of the training that's in the gym uh, with heavier loads. Now that changes for athletes as they get into over 40 and that's for men and women. And then all of a sudden we're going to probably, Make sure the movement is good, but when the movement's good, then we're gonna start really adding heavier weights. And we definitely want to put you under stress, and we want that reaction from your hormones and from your fascial system uh, that react to heavier loading. So it really does depend on the athlete. But if I, you know, I just brought over a hex bar over to Tim and Rennie's house. they're both in that 40, you know, just under 40, TO turns 40 on October 1st. So they're getting into that place where we need heavier weights and a higher percentage of their gym stuff. So, um, I love it. I would, I would really suggest that everybody have a hex bar, uh, dead, for deadlifting for lifting heavy things in a really safe way. And I would also suggest that, uh, if you live in the United States or North America, you can get Viper pro and I can give you a a discount on a Viper because that's a great way to, to um, do some loaded movement training. I like kettlebells because they're easier to move around than dumbbells. So you don't need to, I, I don't do a lot of swings with my athletes, but we do some, and I think everyone should know how to do a kettlebell swing in a good, safe way. But you can also use those for external load. So I would go for some kettlebells, some, uh, consider a Viper or two, and definitely a hex bar
1: okay so and then mini
0: bands I'm really down with the mini bands
1: who would you recommend a lot of weights like w- which athlete would you say this athlete you know I would recommend that they focus more on uh, lifting a lot compared to what you just say with like lighter weights. like what what's the difference
0: well it's how you lift the leg. So when you're going to use moderate light loading we're going to use it to enhance mobility not to do a bunch of bicep curls does that make sense yeah so we're going to move those weights around um, everyone needs to lift heavy weights everyone needs to be strong it's just a matter of what percentage of the time that you spend lifting is spent lifting heavy weights but a hundred percent heavy load
1: okay yeah that, that
0: Yeah, answer is 100%, 100%. Everyone has to live heavy weights.
1: Now, within that same question, like, how do you know how heavy is too heavy? Like, how do you know, okay, this is the right weight I should be using, maybe I need to do more, or maybe I need to do less?
0: Everybody, can everybody see, like, give me a thumbs up if you know who Stacey Sims is. Okay, good. If Stacy Sims says everyone should be lifting heavy weights, I agree. I'm just super excited um, to be forming a partnership with her to be able to deliver her strength programs. And what she just described to me, and she's one of the smartest women on the planet um, in my world. Um, she said I actually the, the acute training variable for muscle hypertrophy for developing and building muscle is eight to twelve repetitions for 85 to 90% of your one rep max. I sent that to Stacy as an acute training variable and she responded, not heavy enough. So here's the answer uh, according to one of the smartest people I know. If you can barely do the eighth rep, it's the right weight. And where I push back a little bit with Stacy is that when she says something like that to all of us? It's very likely that a lot of people will go out tomorrow and do that, and that is dangerous. You need to have a lead up of mobility before you start adding that kind of intensity into your lifting. So, I um, we talked about a three phase program, and, and perhaps and it will probably take. Uh, it would take me four to eight weeks to get you to the point where I felt safe putting you under that kind of load, and and it's because you're an athlete. It's because you're a performance athlete. You're not just somebody who's trying to walk your dog around the block and have a nice relationship with your husband and go to Hawaii once a year. You know, you guys are going to get on your bicycles. You're going to run on the treadmills. You're going to go swim hard, and and therefore. You can't afford to make a mistake in the weight room. You need to make sure that your tissue is really ready. And when you take the time to do that, guys, that's when the magic really happens. If you can just adhere to this journey that this is always going to be part of your life, you will will age better. You will perform at a higher level. And it might take a little bit longer, but I'll tell you that patience will be magic.
1: I love it. And I love that you were so specific with saying that you don't want to go live that tomorrow. Cause I feel like that's what a lot of people like, even I guess years back, that's what I would have (laughs) done. I would have been like, okay, I'm going to go live super heavy. Uh, But I've learned my lesson uh, with, um, with strength training that you have to, it's just like training. Like, it's not like you're going to go run super fast uh, if you're not like trained to do that. So I feel like it's
0: yeah, difficult. you could cripple yourself, right? I could say, "Hey, let's go out. Let's go out and um, let's go out and run the fastest mile you could run, and if you did that,
1: um, you might not be able to walk for a week." So here is a question from Vanessa. She's saying, "Hi, Erin. How many times a week would you need to do really heavy weights if you're older? I need to prevent age-related muscle loss."
0: So. If we talk in two languages, right? Um, Lift is moderate and strength is heavy. I would suggest, you know, it kind of depends, but I know if you do it more. So I'm over 50. And so if you're over 50, it's one and a half heavy sessions a week because you, you have to give yourself time to recover. And, you know, you can't go... And we also talk about a two-week build. This was another thing that Stacy Sims and I were speaking about. Um, I'm usually build, build, build back, and she's having this discussion with over. If you're if you're kind of menopausal, sorry, Chris, um, you know, then then you're gonna go probably build, build back. Um, so it really is it really is specific to who you are and how long you've been strength training. But if you feel like you can go out and bang out a tempo effort and hit your watts and and do your job um, and really produce the kind of force that your coaches are looking for, then then you got to figure out how often. But if you're under 50, I'm going to go for two and then two strong workouts, two heavy workouts. When you're in that phase, your coach will also have you in a phase in a periodized program where they're building you up and then they bring you back. So if we can get the strength training in coordination with your swim, bike, run program, that's going to be way better. So I remember when we first started having this conversation and strength coaches started becoming interesting and everybody was doing gym on the off days. And now we want you to do your your gym days on your interval run day, your interval swim day, hard swim day, or, or your hard bike day. Um, so that your easy days can, in fact, be easy and you can, in fact, recover. So I would like to see everybody except Chris, because it looks like a beefcake, um, do, do heavy weights at least twice a week, maybe one and a half if you're a little bit older. If you're younger, you might even go. My cutoff time for athletes who are training for racing is 30 to four minutes in the gym.
1: So I think you just answered the other question that was asked because uh, they were asking uh, about tips for strength training for perimenopause and pu- postmenopause. Lifting heavy and plyometrics is key for hormonal balance and support Her the incredible Dr. Sims. <laughs> yep. When do you recommend timing of these sessions? Immediately before, or after the swing bike run, on off days? It's not on off days for You sure. know, St- Stacey likes them before, and
0: okay. I'm down with that. But I also, I, it just, uh, it takes me sometimes 20 minutes to get somebody ready to do plyometric. It takes me sometimes 20 minutes to get somebody ready to go under heavy load. And not everybody has that time. I think the reality is, you know, if you just got to get, and I'm, I do what you guys do, right? I'm, I'm, I work full time. I've got, the dog i need to take care of i don't have children at least but it's one of those things that you only have so much time so if i go and i can do a quick hit warm up so i've got a a bunch of little warm ups that i do like that take 5 to 8 minutes to make make it so that i don't have to run 20 minutes before i can do my intervals you know it's it's really the warm up is massively important and so i i i know dr sims i know stacy likes him before you train and i will tell you that you will feel better um, if you lift some heavy weights at low volume, high high weight, before you go do a hard session. I don't think you're going to lose either way. I don't really, I don't really think the problem with either way.
1: So uh, it would be like a personal thing. I would say you get the work done. And I know that a lot of
0: my pros have started shortening their runs or shortening their, their cycles and their, their swim, bike, run time to make sure they do not miss their gym session. So, you know, I, I see that from the highest performances in the world. You know, do you really need to run an extra 10 minutes in zone two or easy? Um, or would you be better served lifting some weights for 10 minutes?
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I, that's something that I've been doing, uh, especially with uh, older athletes that I have. Like I will have them do strength first. And then instead of doing like a 20-minute warm-up, I'll just do like five minutes because they're already warm. And then I'll have them do the workout. Um, and I, I mean, the way I think it's, I'd rather cut the workout a little short for the cardio, but ensure that, especially if you're like over 40, that you're really getting that strength. Because I feel like most people is the first thing that they'll like, forget about so I've been doing I I think that's super
0: smart coach (laughs) I really do
1: so I mean let's see how that goes but um so one of the other questions and especially because on our team we do a lot of sports specific strength so what I mean by that is like when we swim we use paddles we use band we do a lot of heel running and on the bike we do a lot of big gear work what would you say it's the difference between doing that type of strength Uh, within the workouts compared to working out, uh, you know, at the gym or lifting weights?
0: I love that question because as a strength coach, you would probably want me or expect me to say something like, no, that won't work. But I am a hundred percent. The only way to get stronger on the bike is to get stronger on the bike. The only way to get stronger running is to run stronger. The, the role of the gym work is to condition the tissue and to balance in the skeleton and the muscle tissue. So when I do big gear work and I've been climbing mountains like crazy these last six, eight weeks on my bicycle, um, I feel a little bit of tension sometimes down on my sacrum because it's just tugging. And I know that's dehydrated tissue. It's not a weakness, but it's keeping me from getting stronger on the bike. So how can I create space in my body so that when I get on the bike next time, my, bike, my back doesn't tighten up so much? So the strategies with, with my method of teaching and coaching, um, the, the methodology that I use is more about preparing the body to train hard And being able to recover better so that you can get your ass on your bike and do the big gear work and get stronger and faster on the bike.
1: Do I like to come back again after that answer? Oh, that's perfect. And I feel like, (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's a question that a lot of us have, have because we do a lot of strength already. So I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, why do I need to do that extra, you know, strength? But it does make a lot of sense uh, when you talk about mobility and, you know. Yeah I, yeah, I don't do a lot of lunges.
0: It's more the mobility. It's the foundation training that I use. It's, you know, and, and then there's days when you can't just physically get out on your bike and do the work. And so that might be a good day to do some split squats and, um, you know, some of our intense gym work. Because some days we just can't, you know, we're too busy our life gets in the way of our training. And so that might be a good decision on a day to, to supplement that the, you want to keep hitting that quad harder. But I'll tell you what, you ride your bike with big gear for six hours a week or something like that, just to get the work done and, and prepare yourself to train in a really, really good way. You don't need a lot of deadlifting if you're riding your bike like that, you know, but then you get into race time and not everybody you know, rides and races with a low cadence. Some of us race with a higher cadence. So then we can shift the the song and the dance that's happening in our systems so that fast and slow we can play off of each other. Because when I start getting close to a race, a lot of things start getting faster. So my, my time and the strength in the weight room can maybe go slower. You know what I mean? Like there's there's different vibrations to your fascial system to your nervous to your to your where you can fill up one cup and leave you know there's still room in another cup so if I fill that cup up I can actually uh, train a little harder without overwhelming that system
1: okay that makes sense thank you so much so you would say that if you have a very hard week of strength like if you had a lot of uh, big gear work a lot of paddle work and like heel runs uh you would try to take it a little bit easier on the strength but still work on the mobility part of it
0: yeah like i'm gonna i'm gonna really focus on activating muscles on the other side of the body so when when you're doing a lot of paddling paddle work and you're pulling yourself through and you're working that front side of the body you have to strengthen and activate the back side of the body so that this will open up so one of the tenets of my training is to open up the front side of the body so that the back side can work. So it's, you can't just get out of the pool, go to work, work on the computer, drive yourself home, and then expect to be able to get on your bike and really do good work the next day, or even run with great posture if you don't take the time to activate and switch on the muscles on the back side of the body after doing that kind of work. So same kind of thing when you're out on your bicycle riding and your your front side of your body, your quads are tight, your hip flexors are tight. Everything is just because you've worked it and then you have to take the time to open it up. And whether it's through um, using, a, 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 I use the Atida gun. Um, I'll use, a, I have a Theragun as well. I mean, I really like the percussion therapy. I like my Normatec boots. Like you have to have a, a really active, um just as much intensity around resetting the body after that kind of work and so it might not be a deadlifting day but it would definitely be a back extension day or a romanian deadlift day or you know there's there's things that you can do that bring balance into that body
1: i love that now i want to know like everything that i need to do specifically on the type of workout that i'm doing that day <laughs> so i guess it just takes a lot of practice <laughs> Yeah, or you just ask a question and then we yeah. try and just give you an easy answer. Um, awesome. So those are all the questions that we have um, and I want to be respectful of your time. I don't know if there's anything else you want to share. I do forgot to say something. Everyone, like, we invited you because they requested wow. you. People were, were like, we want to have Erin. So I just want to let you know that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Trees, I was like, please. Thanks. <laughs> I want to talk to Erin. She's like, I see her pretty much every week on the facebook group which if you don't mind i would love to share that link on our group so that people can join oh yeah and i will Yeah, the the facebook uh, group
0: the facebook group has been a hoot and and i i lead a workout every monday morning and whether it's whatever time it is you can always get on there it's got a little dot now you can punch a button on the facebook group the ec fit private group um and it's open right now. I'm going to close it probably at the end of the summer and just have people kind of apply, whatever. So get in now because uh, I'm going to keep doing those Monday mornings um, because they've been really good for me too. And I think that, you know, I'm on the same journey. I'm, a, I'm I'm just a human being just like you guys. And the the consistency, the camaraderie, the we have a lot of fun. We ask a lot of questions um, and we just chat. You know, so I, I've committed to that Monday morning. My life has changed, you know, COVID has changed my life. I own a health club and the government says health clubs are bad. Don't want to go to a health club. So we're definitely feeling that. And so my community is just getting bigger and more global. And people watch that that Monday morning workout 24 seven, like they're in Asia, they're in Abu Dhabi, they're in Poland. It's ridiculous. So. It's super fun, it's usually a recovery morning, so nobody should be intimidated. And then on Thursdays, um, if you get on my mailing list, you're probably getting the invite um, to the strength session. So I do a, a live strength session on Zoom on Thursdays, and that's free too. And, and then of course, I've got all my little products, uh, custom coaching via the, the EC EasyFit Programs app and on demand. So that you can just pretend that we're in the same room. You put me on your phone and I'll teach you a class. <laughs> but there's there's so many fun ways to deliver it. But the most important thing is just make it make it a, a lifetime, make it a journey. And you know, it's racing is awesome. We've all made great friends from racing, but it's really just about training and friendships and being healthy. And you know, we we unfortunately have way more perspective than we need right now on on those topics but I'm glad everybody's here today and, and looking good. But no, if you want some predictions, here's some predictions. I think, I think Timothy O'Donnell is going to win Kona next year. Yeah. I really, I really do. He is, he's masterful. You know, I watch all the young uh, studs like Sam Long and um, I'm watching uh, Tyler Butterfield. I see Joe Gambles, like all these guys all day. And, and I'll tell you the, the smartest man in the room right now is T.O. And he's just, he's so mature and he just knows what he needs. And, and I actually, my other predictability, cause she's part of our family too, is that um, Rennie is definitely going to be on that podium, podium again, if not compete for the win. Even, you know, she's late thirties. There's nothing wrong with that age. She, she absolutely is going at a really, really high level right now. Um, so, and then we've got a lot of young ones. I'm training a lot of Olympians and they are just so fast and they are coming up and changing the game. So you guys, our sport is worth supporting all these beautiful professional athletes. They need us, buy their products, follow them on social media, um, do all the things that we can do to support them just to really almost save our sport. And and I also wanna say, I think it's really, really important that we support and be loyal to, to Ironman. You know, Ironman, they've got my money too right now, you know, but they, (laughs) they, they need our support. Um, so many companies are in in danger of going out of business and, and just stay with them and stick with them. And I think that good things will come back for, from that. You know, I also think we'll see a lot more local races, um, start to thrive again. And I don't think, uh, Ironman will do the same thing that they did by buying them all up. Um, but, they need our support and just stay positive because there's so much more that we can gain in our lives by staying positive. Even, you know, with this recent Garmin outage and, and I was posting, you know, I'm with you Garmin, you know, just hang in there because if you've ever been hacked, you know, that is horrible and people might be big companies, but they're just human beings doing what we're doing, just trying to stay positive and make it all work. So be, be a bright light in the world. You guys are team serious people. So, you don't have an option, I don't think. Your coaches insist upon it.
1: So. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for bringing that up because I feel like uh, you're absolutely right. Uh, and it's so easy to just like point the finger, but you don't realize that there's so many things going on other than just them having canceling your race. Like there's so many things that have to be taken into consideration. So uh, I totally agree. So thank you so much for bringing that up.
0: Yeah, just be a bright light, everybody. This is what we need to do there's so many people in a lot of pain right now. And we just, yeah, as a group, we are blessed. And so that's my, that's my message.
1: Boom. Way to end it. Thank you so much again for your time, Erin. We're super happy to have you and we really appreciate you and appreciate your time. At any time. And if anybody has any specific questions that I can help with, you
0: can just email me at Erin at ecfitstrength.com and i will absolutely answer you and i i really value being part of your community so thanks
1: thank you i will make sure to add your email the facebook the link to the facebook group and the link okay. uh, to the ec fit app okay
0: okay thanks everybody thank okay. you thank you, Bye you Have Aloha. A hi there cam here again thank you to erin carson you can visit erin at pc and don't forget, if you want to join these
1: chats live, you can do so by joining the club at triclub.com.